me going UGA. I, 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 that's good. That's good. UGA is cool. He didn't want to go to University of Tennessee, but that's all right. That's all right. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> He's getting set up. But just share your heart. Let's test this thing. Is it working? Testing. Testing. All right, cool. Just share your heart with us, brother. Yeah. Thanks. Man, y'all seen me, uh, y'all seen my baby pictures, y'all just saw me undress. We're getting really close really fast, I think. Uh, <laughs> we're, we're, taking, we're taking the next step already, I guess. But no, um, I'm, I'm Tristan Chambers. It's, uh, it's lovely to be up here. I've had the, the privilege of being in this youth group for five years now. I've been at this church for six years. And I wasn't planning on doing this, but can we just give a round of applause for, for the youth leaders? Uh, with, without this, none of this is possible. So yeah, just go ahead. Yeah. But uh, no, I've been a member of the church here for six years. Uh, you probably know my parents. The, the beautiful woman at the piano that plays for the praise team is my mother. And uh, yeah, yeah, you can run a applause. Yeah, 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 that's cool. Uh, and the beautiful tile that's laid in the new building is uh, done by my dad and his company. So you can give them a round of applause too. Yeah, there you go. Um, but no, uh, throughout my years of youth, and especially in this past year, my senior year, and then also towards the end of my junior year, I've had the uh, I've had the privilege of uh, stepping out in my faith and starting to teach, and I've developed a passion for it. I love teaching Sunday school. I love teaching on Wednesdays, and uh, this is actually my first time up here, so it's it's a bit different than like the the thirty you know teenagers that don't pay attention because y'all are like focused on me at one time. So it's a bit different, but uh, that's that's okay. But um, yeah, I've really stepped out and and I've done that, and it's it's been a blast. And uh, today, I think this is Mike. Today, uh, I want to read a verse that I've kind of tried to echo throughout my, my ministry, if you want to call that, through, through my teaching and through actually my life to young people my age and actually to people of all ages. So if you have your scripture, you can turn to 1 Timothy 4.12, please. I'll wait for you all. <laughs> yeah, the, the youth has Bibles now. Oh, my gosh. Y'all never bring your Bibles. Now you all got them. Good job. Good stuff. Good stuff. That's a first. <laughs> uh, okay, I'm going to go and read it, guys. 1 Timothy 4.12. It says, Don't let anyone look down on you because you are young, but set an example for the believers in speech, in conduct, in love, in faith, and in purity. I'm going to read it one more time just in case people don't have Bibles because I didn't put it on the screen. But don't let anyone look down on you because you are young, but set an example for the believers in speech, in conduct, in love, in faith, and in purity. So basically when I read that, and I think when we all read that, it's obvious to see that what Paul is trying to tell us right here is that just because you are young does not mean that you can be a spiritual leader in your community, in your church, and amongst believers in any setting. And that is kind of what I've tried to kind of program into my peers and also try to program into myself is that just because we're young does not mean anything in terms of, of how well we can speak out or how well we can show the love of Christ to the world. And, you know, I know you're probably thinking right now, that I'm, I'm kind of like attacking, I'm like attacking old people, but I'm, I'm not. But uh, I promise I'm not. But I hear, I hear the phrase over and over all the time from people, it's important for the youth group to grow, and it's important for the youth group to thrive because they are the future of the church. 
I, I think we've all heard that before. I think we've all kind of said that before. But the reality is, guys, is that, yes, we are the future in terms of we will soon be the, the leaders in terms of the operations, but we're also the church now. We are the church. Everyone in this building is the church, no matter what age, no matter what ethnicity, no matter what political beliefs, we are all the church now. And that's also something I've tried to echo to the youth as well. Just because you're young doesn't mean that you can't get up on this stage and speak just like a 40-year-old man can. It doesn't mean anything. Your age does not mean anything. The only thing that matters is your spiritual age and how mature you are in Christ and how mature you are in God and your, and your spiritual walk. If you're, if you're familiar with the New Testament, you know that a majority of it is written by Paul the Apostle. And it's not necessarily books, but it's letters. Paul will write letters to different disciples and to different churches in different locations, and he's encouraging them. And in this letter, this is the first letter to Timothy, a young disciple. And Timothy is new in his faith, and he's starting out spreading the gospel, and he's nervous, and he's, and he's discouraged because he's young, and he's having to fill these shoes along with all these older disciples, older spiritually and older in age. So Paul is writing to him, and he's trying to, he's trying to encourage him. And because of that, guys, it says in this verse, because of your youth, because of the context, who he's speaking to, that's a fill in the blank for everyone in this building. It doesn't necessarily have to be, don't let anyone look down on you because you are young, because you have youth. It says that because who he's writing to, Timothy. It can say, don't let anyone look down on you because you are old, because you are poor, because you struggle with sin, because we all do that. So since Paul wrote this to us in that, in that way, in that manner, then we can then assume that he's saying, don't let anyone look down on you for anything. You can be a role model for Christ and you can shine for Jesus no matter how you are because God made you exactly how he wants you guys. He made you how you are. He made you who you are. He put you when you are. At the right time. And he wants to use you. He wants to use your stories. He wants to use your backgrounds. He wants to use who you are. No matter what you are. No matter how you are. To spread his glory. And to spread his almighty presence. And that is what he's trying to say right here. And it's saddening. But there are some people in this room. Right now. And there are some people outside of this room in different communities thinking, but you don't, you don't know me. You don't know my story. You don't know what I've done. I can't do that. You don't know what I've been through. You, you don't, I, God can't use me. You don't understand how broken and how fragile I am. You don't, you don't get it. There are even probably some people in here and in the communities as well that are saying, I don't even know what he's talking about. Who is this God? Who is Jesus? I don't even know if there is a God. I'm not sure. Let me tell you, for those people, there is good news. There is good news. One more time, because it's important. There is good news. You are loved by almighty God. 
You are loved by the creator of the universe. All of this, all the matter, the atoms flying around this room to the clouds in the sky, to the grass on the ground. God, the creator, loved and morphed you and created you exactly how you are. And he loves you. And not only that did he create you, but then he came down to this earth, lived a perfect lifestyle for us so we can have a role model to look to, so we can have this Bible of his accounts and of his actions so that we can then mirror him and that so we can live exactly how... I'm sorry, guys. Oh, my gosh. So we can live exactly how he did so we can be godly and live a godly lifestyle. And before we get to the grand finale of the good news, I, I just... I just want to talk to you about something. So I don't know if it's a Southern thing. And I, I don't know if it's a Chambers thing. I don't know. I don't know. I guess we're about to find out. Uh, when you come, when you're going in and out of the house, you shut the door behind you. That's a, that's a thing. I don't know. Is it a Southern thing or is it a Chambers thing? Can you all let me know? Is it a Southern thing? Okay, it's not a Southern thing. Never mind. Okay, it's a Chambers thing. Well, when you go in and out of the house, you shut the door. Because we don't live in a barn. You know? <laughs> so you go in and out, you shut the door. However, there's an instance in all kinds of settings in which you don't shut the door. You don't shut the door behind you when someone is coming with you through the door. Because that'd be, that's messed up. Don't do that. If you leave outside the door and someone is behind you, you don't shut the door on them. Now, getting back to the good news. When Jesus Christ was killed on the cross for our sins, and he took the punishment for us and was buried, when Christ resurrected, in Roman tombs there was a big stone, and it was the door to the tomb. When Jesus resurrected, the tomb, the door, was rolled away, and he didn't shut it. Jesus didn't shut the door back to the tomb. You know why? Because there are people in this room, there are people in this world who are in their graves that need to come out. And he's saying, you can come out. The door is open. The door is open. There are people in this room, you might be backslidden, you might be struggling with sin, you might be struggling with with addiction to something. You, you might be struggling with, with thoughts you know are unpure. You might be having doubts. But the door to the tomb was open. Christ resurrected to resurrect us as well. Christ was put in a grave and taken out so we could come out of our grave as well. Christ was killed on that cross so our sins would die as well. Christ was buried in the tomb for our sins so our sins could be buried as well. The door is open. The tomb is rolled away. There is good news, ladies and gentlemen. There, are, there is good news. Christ is risen. Christ has resurrected so we could resurrect with him. There is good news. And today some of us still don't believe it. But I'm sitting here telling you, I'm standing here today telling you that it's true. I know, I know you are probably thinking, 
And he said, there's good news a lot. Well, it's important. The tomb is rolled away. And church, it's time for us to get out of our tombs. It's time for us to walk and run out of that grave as fast as we can. Time is limited on this earth. Time is limited. But God did the work for us already. All we have to do is put our trust in him and it's go time. There is good news. Jesus rose so we could rise as well. Jesus rose from the ashes from the grave so we could rise from our ashes and from our grave as well. And that's powerful. That's not just a a metaphorical meaning. That's real life. This week we had a revival at the beginning of the week. And a revival is a spiritual rebirth. It's a rebirth. It's a resurrection in the church. And ladies and gentlemen, it's time... It's time to spiritually resurrect. Not only in this church as in Solid Rock, but as in the body of Christ, it's time to resurrect. It's time to resurrect. My prayer today before before all this, as I was, as I was outlining and preparing, was that the Spirit would speak to someone, one person. I don't even have to, I don't have to reach all of you if that's what it takes. If I can just reach the one, that's worth it. It's all worth it. And I pray that someone in this building is receiving the Spirit. Someone in this building is realizing that it's time to resurrect. Because the revival of the church, not this church, but of the body of Christ starts with you. You as a whole, but you as the individual sitting right there listening to me, watching me, listening to me. It starts with you. It's time to resurrect. Christ did the work. Christ resurrected. It's our turn to do it now. The stone was rolled away. So why? Why do we see that stone rolled away and the light from the sun coming in our grave, but we, we shudder at it and we refuse to walk out? Let's walk out together, church, please. It's time. It's time. I fear, I, I te- personally, I fear for my generation. My generation. Not these individuals right here, because I know where their hearts are and I know how spiritual they are and how godly they are. We have a great youth group. We do. And we have a tremendous youth group. But it's like it's becoming popular nowadays to be atheists. It's becoming popular nowadays to doubt God and what he can do and to not put your faith in Jesus. It's becoming popular to live like the tomb is shut, but it's not. That's why it's important, church, like I've been saying for the last 20 minutes, to resurrect. It starts with the individual. And the individual creates an outbreak. The church needs revival. And as, you, as, as this week has gone by with the revival team here, and the numbers for the revival, they, they, they weren't up to par, in my opinion. I, I, it, it's sad to me, in my opinion. Because the people who are here, I genuinely know, want this, re- this resurrection to begin. But a lot of people aren't acting that way. Church, the non-believers don't want this resurrection to happen worldwide. But if the believers don't want the resurrection to happen worldwide, then we have a problem. If the resurrection doesn't happen with the church, where's it going to happen? It's not going to happen at all. 
It's saddening because I know the love of Jesus. I know that tomb was rolled away. I put my trust in him, and I believe in him, and I know the love I've received for him. But people in this world, church, don't know it because we're not sharing it with them. Resurrect. It's time. It is time. It's been time for a while. But we put it off because that's what we humans like to do. We put things off. Me especially, as a procrastinator, you put it off. I'll do it next day. I'll tell that guy about Jesus next week. I'll invite him to church next week. No, church, it's running out. Time is running out. The stone rolled away 2,000 years ago. 2,000 years ago. We need to act like we know that because I know we do. We have a brilliant pastor who shares it with us week after week after week. There is Good news. It's time. And I don't mean a revival as, as in a, a three-day kind of thing. I mean a lifetime commitment to Jesus. A lifetime commitment to Almighty God. We live in a dying world. A dark world. There was another school shooting just the, other, just the other day. I think it was Thursday. I could be wrong, but another one. We live in an evil, sin-plagued world. And in this dark world, this building, this body of Christ is the only light that's left. And if we don't act like we're the light and the light's snuffed out, what's next? It ain't long until Jesus comes back, ladies and gentlemen. It's not long. It's not long at all. He promised us he would return, and he's returning. And he wants his church to be ready. And the question is are we ready? Are you ready? Don't worry about the person to your right, to your left. Are you ready? Are you resurrected in Jesus Christ? Our, resu- our resurrected king has resurrected us, ladies and gentlemen. Are you the individual ready? I leave you with that question. And if you don't know the answer to that question, you have several people here that would love to help you figure it out. You could come to me. You can come to our pastor because we have a great one. You can come to any of the ministers, my youth pastor, Josh. You can come to anyone. Do you know the answer to that question? Are you resurrected in Jesus Christ? Are you resurrected? I don't mean, I attend church two times a month. No, no, no. Are you resurrected? I invite people to church, uh, you know, every so often. I, I read my Bible about twice a week. No, 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 no. Are you resurrected? Have you come through and out of the tomb? The door is open. He left it wide open so we could walk right through it. Let's act like a church. It's time to revive. It's time to resurrect. Thank you for letting me speak. Thank you.